0: Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate, and I'm Carrie. Do you enjoy listening to Colorful Clipboard? Do you want to support us? You can do it simply by buying us a cup of coffee. Do you want exclusive resources, mini episodes? Sign up for our monthly or yearly membership on our Buy Me a Coffee page www.buymeacoffee.com backslash colorful. You can find the link in our episode description or even up in our bio. Have a wonderful day. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard, and this is Kate and Carrie. And I know that you heard all of that in our opening segment. However, we're excited today because we're going to talk a little bit more. You heard us talk about it um, about a month ago um, when we talked about uh, process versus product art, and I told you to make sure to listen for this one. And today we're going to talk about December and all of the winter holidays. And um, even with the winter holidays, we also want to touch a little bit on kind of religious holidays versus gift-giving holidays versus commercial holidays and being, um, because we touched on this a little bit, I wanted to throw it out in the beginning and make sure that you are culturally relevant to the families in your program. So again, doing some sort of survey with your families to find out um, if there are um, things they do and do not believe in. If you've got school-agers, it's probably worth, again, also knowing what school-agers are already very aware about the role that Santa Claus plays in a family, uh, because not every uh, family goes that route. And so some kids like to spoil it for others. And so you need to at least know in advance. <laughs> so so we'll talk about snowmen, Santa Clauses, uh, gifts, gifts, um, how to be culturally relevant. And again, if you're going to introduce um, uh, religious or gift giving holidays that are around religion, make sure that you talk to people <laughs> and that you're not yeah, just I mean doing the, the what you think you're supposed to do.
1: And, you know, just because someone is Christian doesn't mean that they treat Christmas as a holiday. They may just treat it like a holy day like Seventh-day Adventists, it's just a holy day for them. It's not also a holiday. And those two concepts get really blurred in people's minds. I keep them very firmly separate. A holy day is a day associated with a religion that has a significant religious context. And a holiday is a time for throwing parties, maybe exchanging gifts, having the day off from work. That is a holiday not a holy day.
0: Well, and even if we think about, I'm going to go with two that most people are familiar with, which is Christmas and Hanukkah. Um, They are actually, one is a holiday and one is a holy day. Um, And so it is where even mainstream, we have kind of mixed those up. Like we, we use them interchangeably, but they really aren't. So that's a great point, Carrie. Yeah.
1: And Christmas can be both. It can be both a holy day and a holiday. And you need to know... Which one is relevant to your clients?
0: True, true. That day by itself is definitely, um, again, depending on your faith background um, and and what your family is. looks at. But it's also what I find really interesting is it's a great opportunity to kind of explore world cultures. And I would love to see more people doing December world cultures. And even if all you do is introduce the one hundred different ways to refer to Santa Claus, Saint Nick, blah blah blah. Um <laughs> Yeah, you can do it all
1: with that, but you can also do, you know, Bodhi Day from Buddhism is on the 8th and um, I can't by say the way, December by the way December
0: 8th is a really important day no it's not
1: <laughs> um, then Hinduism has a, a five-day festival which I'm not gonna try to say correctly because I won't so you know we know about Judaism having Hanukkah and we know about Christianity having Christmas but you know two other major world religions also have important Hol- holy days or holidays in that time.
0: So where would you put, um, so I believe Kwanzaa has only been around
1: recognized since the 70s. So Kwanzaa is considered a secular holiday um, and that's um, again a festival of several days and it's from the 26th to the 1st, December 26th, let me be clear, to January 1st.
0: Yeah, so when we think about the winter um Holidays, holy days, recognized festivals. Uh, we do often need to plan these in a, ahead of time, A, from a budget standpoint. Um, a lot of people do make this a time where they definitely have uh, the uh, product art that is also a gift. Uh, this is a, a big time for programs to make uh, personalized gifts for families. Uh, But we also need to kind of remember that depending on where those days fall, you could be closed uh, for whole weeks in between there. Um, And so if you are closed near the Thanksgiving time frame and then you're closed uh, closer to the holidays, then you may only have a couple of weeks. So it is something that part of the reason that we are doing this episode even before Thanksgiving is to kind of get you thinking budget, getting those teachers to think through so that you can still get stuff while you can still find it. Because here within the next week, they're going to be starting um, Valentine's Day supplies.
1: <laughs> and so, Really? Um, if you're that still... <laughs> early? I don't know. It does seem to get earlier and earlier and earlier for every holiday. Yeah,
0: you'll be able to find Valentine's Day shortly after Thanksgiving. And so we want to make sure that if you're um, going to include things like, again... Uh, texture play or weather, you know, you've got snow and snowmen and all of that. That stuff can all be moved to January. <laughs> it doesn't have to necessarily happen in December. And we need to think about where your, how your school is open or closed during the Christmas to New Year's component um, and whether or not you're open December 31st, because sometimes schools like to really uh, have a fun party at uh, 12 p.m. So, yeah, I, I mean, like to share that
1: one. You know, on the 30, I mean, that's a Thursday this year, right? Um, do you, are you going to be closed on a Thursday and then be open on the Friday? <laughs> um, you know, it's just something to think about. But if we're doing multicultural exploration for the month of December, which I think is a great time to do it because you're likely to have people from Different heritages at your program, and so you may have Hispanic children that are going to participate in La Posada, and they need to be prepared for that. And then you've got other kids who are like, "Why are we walking around the classroom? I don't understand why. Why is this a thing?" But in um, the Mexican tradition, and I don't know about other Hispanic traditions, but I know in Mexico there is a tradition. Of children, of families walking from place to place to place, echoing what Mary and Joseph did trying to find an inn to stay in when uh, Mary was about to have the baby. So that's not something that is done in a traditional white Anglo Saxon Protestant house. They're not going to get that. And so you have to talk about it. And what are you teaching? (laughs) So with what are you teaching, I wanna make sure that our directors who are
0: listening, Carrie's not talking about just that faith based program. Because although it's very important for the faith based program to understand, you know, why are you teach what do you are they getting what you think they're going to get out of that? crafter project and um, wait till Easter. Cause we've got a great one coming Easter. And um, we did it last year at Easter and we'll talk about it again this year because um, Carrie does a wonderful job talking about um, process versus product art related to Easter um, and that holiday um, and Holy day. And so think about that um, again here uh, specifically um, if you've got again, Christians of all different versions of Christianity and, and what, different families and cultures, how they acknowledge that. So, but that doesn't apply to just a faith-based program. If you are talking about Christmas and you use the term Christmas, you're going to have somebody in your classroom who thinks of Christmas as that's one of the two times a year they go to church. Um, They might think of it as a time that they get a lot of food or, or it's the time they get gifts. Others might have a very different connotation.
1: And, you know, if you have Muslim students, Christmas is just a thing to be endured while everybody else gets presents for many Muslim families. Other Muslim families are like, cool, we live in the States, we're going to treat this as a holiday, not a holy day, and we will talk about it a little bit, but mostly they'll hang up stockings and they'll get three presents.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, I do. And that's the same even with I mean, I've run into a lot of um, Jewish families who treat it very much like a holiday, because, again, especially in the United States, it's kind of hard to like, you know, ignore the Christmas trees and the Santa Clauses. Like, I mean, they're everywhere. So
1: um,
0: you you really you you have to be able to incorporate them somehow into your conversation. And again, um, my version of culturally relevant teaching is ask. Ask the parents, ask the kids, ask the grandparents. Um, it's a great opportunity to get the grandparents to come in. Uh, you don't need to spend the money getting appropriate uh, decorations or whatever you might want to. Um, I use Hanukkah as a good example because most uh, Jewish families have more than one uh, menorah. Um, they probably have several dreidels. So you don't need to go buy the Oriental Trading Company versions of those. You don't need to print those off. Um have one of those families come in and actually share with you um, how they feel about um, this.
1: And remember, holiday Hanukkah yes. is, yeah, I was just going to say, it is a holiday. It's not a holy day. And so sometimes people try to equate Christmas and um, <laughs> Hanukkah. And that would be like equating, let's see, what was just a generic, St. Patrick's Day? Is St. Patrick's Day a holy day for you? No, it's just a fun time to hang out and, you know. But doesn't it have a different connotation if you're Catholic? It depends on the Catholic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but like. for most people who are Christian of some sort, St. Patrick's Day is just a fun day to celebrate. Wear green so you don't get pinched. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a day that has significant um, spiritual weight. So Hanukkah is more on the St. Patrick's Day end of it. Um, if you want to talk about one of their holy days, then you should have done that back in September at Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. This is not their holy day time. This is their holiday time. It is a celebration of a of an important historical event. Um, There are ceremonies involved, but it is much more on the St. Patrick's Day end. And there are St. Patrick's Day masses, so I'm not being glib here. Um, There are specific masses that are said on St. Patrick's Day. So there are ceremonies associated with it. Um, It's just not everybody does them. (laughs) Sorry, off my (laughs) soapbox. I'm stepping down now.
0: So my job is to, to, to wrangle her in apparently today. So um, sorry, so this Carrie, is a
1: topic that I feel very passionately about. People get those two words confused and it drives me bananas as a religious person. Not every holiday is a holy day and not every holy day is a holiday.
0: Yes and we and we as Americans have definitely commercialized an awful lot of holy days and we've made holy days federal holidays and so it does send mixed messages and so it is again very very important for you as a director to know. And again, I come back to you know, ask, ask, ask. Don't ever make an assumption uh, just because you saw it on TV or in a movie or saw it on Pinterest. It doesn't make it so. so yeah. So let's so let's talk a little bit about. Um, I just want to talk about um, Christmas trees, uh, presents, uh, Santa Claus, and um, I don't know. Give me one other uh, winter. Reindeer. Often reindeer. Often product or, or processed art. Um, and the what is that teaching questions? How do you get the teachers to kind of maybe not do that footprint reindeer this year? And again, we talked about it in the last one. There should be some things that maybe everybody does in your program, but they don't have to all do it every year. And so maybe it's... Um, the turkey's got to be done by the four year olds. The hand turkey got to be done by the. Got to be? Wow. Um, the the four year olds get to do the, the turkey hand. And so maybe there's something that the three year olds get to do. You can um, do a tree holiday. with
1: the hand for the three year olds, the Christmas tree. There you go. Hand. Okay. All right. I mean. My first thought when you said Christmas tree is I was like the Germanification of a holy day because the Christmas tree came from a specific area and that's kind of interesting. So I like that tying back into that whole looking at cultures from around the world. But people do Christmas trees because they're everywhere now. Thank you, Queen Victoria. So. You Know, are you? You can use the fact that you're doing Christmas trees to talk about how some trees keep all of their leaves or pine yeah, or needles all year long and other ones lose theirs. Remember last month when we talked about how some of the leaves were changing color, blah de, blah de, blah. So, you can use it to talk about deciduous and evergreen trees that would be actually teaching a thing while you're looking at trees I think um, having sensory exploration where you um, have the cuttings from a Christmas tree vendor Um, if you go in and say hi I'm a teacher can I have those branches that you cut off the bottom of trees when you sell them they will give them to you Generally, And so that can be a sensory thing so that they can smell them and hold them and feel them and feel what a couple of different kinds of evergreen trees needles feel like. Because a Douglas fir needle does not feel the same as a blue uh, blue spruce. They feel different.
0: Okay, so for those of you who might really be wondering, Carrie, what did your grandfather
1: do in North Carolina? My grandfather ran a Christmas tree farm. Okay, so... (laughs) And he was... He was the, you know, president of the National Christmas Tree Farmers Association, or whatever it was called, and one of his trees was the White House tree one year.
0: So. Okay, so I just had to include this because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so again, I grew up in the Midwest, um, and we had Christmas, we had live Christmas trees for a few years, and then we went to, you know, the non-live one. And I got thinking to myself, although I know the answers to these questions, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. People might need to know some background about <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> Sorry. So, but but one of the things that I thought might be something to touch base on, and this could potentially be a, a longer episode than normal, is what about the traditions? So we talk about what are you teaching, but we also, and maybe that's a whole different episode is is traditions. So maybe ignore that statement. But, um, okay, so we've talked a little bit about Christmas trees, right? So we want people to, how no, you I can thought, use I want to I
1: follow this traditions thought let's okay let, so what, what, what were you thinking with traditions let's well let's dig I'm into just thinking, that so one of the things I
0: have a friend who um, was not raised uh, Jewish but has since converted and part of the reason she did it was for the traditions um, but there are some families that during the month of December there are things they do all the time now I personally have a tradition in December, and that's on the 8th of December, we celebrate my birthday. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But in my house, growing up as a kid, it also meant that was the weekend we put up the Christmas tree. Um, It was always the weekend of my birthday. And so, um, and we have things that we eat for Christmas Eve, and we have things that we do on Christmas Day. And then I added some traditions with my kids. And I know that... (laughs) (laughs) And that I know that there are some families that have started to incorporate traditions such as uh, books and pajamas the night before Christmas. And, you know, there are some that incorporate um, uh, cultural traditions uh, like uh, clogs or shoes out by the door um, and stuff like that. So where do you put traditions In your scope, when you start to think through holidays, holy days, commercialization, um, now we have traditions too. So the month of December can really be, um, I would think, incredibly confusing uh, to a child with all the different versions of all the things they do, their friends do, their grandparents do.
1: Yeah, I think you have to sort of pick a, a tack on it for that year, <laughs> for that class. So your four-year-old class, maybe this year, we're talking about all the different foods that are special to those four-year-olds that year. And then in the five-year-old classroom, we talk about um, gifts. And, you know, in another, you know, so I think maybe that's what you do is you you take a single lens for each classroom. If you have two 3-year-old classrooms, maybe one does food and one does, you know, how are all the different ways that Santa Claus looks in different places. So Okay, so let's let's stop right there because
0: I was supposed to do a mid-roll and I'm 9 minutes
1: past. Okay. So
0: All right, so this is our mid-roll. Carrie, what funky day do you have for us this this week?
1: Okay. This is all for Kate, guys. This is Kate's day. This is absolutely Kate's day. On the 18th of November, it is Mickey Mouse Day. So on the 18th, (laughs) I want you to wear your ears. (laughs) And if you will take a picture of you and your ears and post it to our Facebook page, we would love it. Or if you're an Instagram person, you know, do it. um, Tag us over on Instagram. But it is Mickey Mouse Day coming up. And this is Kate's Day. And if you're really, really
0: nice to me, I will send you something really cool. I've got four uh, really cool Mickey Mouse patches. And so these can go on backpacks. These can go on a pair of jeans. They can go wherever you might want to put them. Um, or some stickers. I've got, um, you know, let me see how how, how authentic you can, can be with your mouse uh, Mousecapade. Um, and it would even be fun to um, have your kids... Uh, if anybody wants to send me a video, I'd love it, of the kids running around your school singing um, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> so, I um, mean, if you're really, you know, if anybody can answer my question um, and want to post it to Facebook, uh, let me know why December 5th is also an interesting Disney holiday.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go,
0: guys. There okay. you go. Now I know why she wouldn't tell me what special day she had. So, <laughs> so we've talked about Christmas trees. She started to kind of go down Santa Claus. We've talked about traditions and understand the difference between holy days and holidays. And I do want to talk a little bit about that process versus product on the Santa Claus hat. What's up with that? What's up with that red and cotton? Talk to me, Carrie.
1: I don't even know where that version (laughs) of Santa Claus comes from. I really don't. Uh, Unless, I mean, I know it came from somewhere and then Coca-Cola was like, hey, those are our colors. And then they just took it worldwide. So I don't know where the red and white hats come from. I know that that is not the colors that St. Nicholas wears in other places, like in... You know, the Slavic countries, it's blue and white. And instead of having reindeer as sidekicks, they have ice maidens. So I I don't know where it comes from. But as far as product versus process, because the red and white has become ubiquitous here, people are like, I know how to do that. I can draw a triangle, bend the top and have kids stick cotton balls on. That is art I can do. I mean, I really think, (laughs) I really think it's just lazy. I I really think it's just lazy. They want a product based piece of art, but they are tired from all the work they did in the fall.
0: (laughs) Okay, so what would you think if you were going to give a suggestion for a better product so i know that you're not really into the product base but again they've got their little pumpkin or ghost that is in their fancy art frame and it is december so we want them to have something to go into their fancy art frame and sometimes it's product based um what what do you think would be a better or a couple of yeah we're gonna
1: need several because it's different age groups because you know the infants I think, you know, already cut out Christmas tree and then you use the infant's fingers to put, you know, the little dots on as the lights. Let them finger paint on the lights. I always think that's really great for the babies. I just, I think that one works well. You give them white paint <laughs> and if it's one of the first times that they've had texture play, they're going to be very um, gentle with it. They're just going to put one or two on and then the kids who've done a lot of texture play It will, there'll be a lot of white on there.
0: Okay. And so what would you do with your toddlers?
1: So for the toddlers, um, I really like sticker art projects for toddlers because it's helping with fine, it's helping with their pincher grasp. So that makes me happy. So I would do the thing where they decorate paper uh, wrapping paper and then you make it uh, a present so they decorate paper with all their different stickers and then you cut it out in the shape of a present and you know the teacher can go ahead and write on there thank you for being present with me I think that works really well for the toddlers okay so talk to me about threes and fours so the threes and fours there are so many options Um, I actually think that this is one of the few times that a coloring page might be your friend Um, If you have gone over for the course of a week or two, all of the different ways that Santa Claus looks in different places, and then you can present a coloring page with Santa and then let them create their own Santa. What did they think Santa should look like? Should he be light-skinned? Should he be dark-skinned? Should he have a blue hat, a white hat, a red hat? Um, You know, all of that. I, I think this might be one of those times, but maybe not a, you know, for some people, the coloring sheet, they're like, no, Carrie, I am not doing a coloring sheet I refuse to do a coloring sheet so instead you could do the the letterpress uh cutouts of a head and they get to pick what color head they want for Santa and then they cut out construction paper for the hat and they cut it out whatever color they want um and then you know decorate santa you know i've seen people decide that santa needed earrings and i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah i mean so, so I, love that I think idea. i think that works really well again i like coloring um so i'm okay with having some coloring sheets for for children once they have mastered their pincher grasp um but because it's just so relaxing to color it just really is
0: it, it, as long as you are one of those people who don't color in the lines
1: and so, um... <laughs> okay, are you going to, so some children are very literal, and I know this because my husband, he's not sure whether he was in preschool or in kindergarten, he went to school and the teacher said, don't forget, you can only color in the lines. And so she meant within the lines or between the lines. And so my husband heard in the lines, so he took his crayon and he colored in the black part of the lines and he was horrified that everybody else was doing it wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, sometimes those stories just get funnier by the day. So <laughs> because I could just see this, but so one of the things to to kind of summarize what Carrie just said about the hats because again, I have so many teachers in my in my life who have taught the the red triangle with the with the with the cotton balls. And, you know, if you are one of those directors or teachers who this is kind of what you've always done, I really like the idea of giving lots of different size or colors for that triangle and lots of different options to put on the Santa Claus hat. Oh, or and again, maybe this is where you start to refer to him as something different than Santa Claus, because Santa Claus, as we know him in the United States, is a red hat, white cotton kind of fuzz fur, or whatever. Yeah,
1: is he Pere Noël, which is what he is in France? You know, who is he?
0: So, so this is also a time of year where I've seen a lot of schools, because this is definitely a a uh, time of year where there's uh, just a few movies. And there are a few movies at every age, gender, inspiration, depending on, you know, your, whether you're a Die Hard is a Christmas movie kind of the person or you like the classic Claymation. Um, and so there are times where schools have a tendency, I think, to get a little screen heavy during the month of December. Because, again, sometimes the teachers just have their favorite. This is what I always watch during Christmas, right? This is their own Christmas traditions and they want to introduce them so the same thing with the movies I'd have to ask you the same thing what is the child supposed to be getting out of watching this movie Um, because there are some Christmas movies that the kids don't necessarily understand even though it might be targeted at them. Um, I'm Mr. Heatonheiser, I'm Mr. Coldmizer. I mean, those two characters can be a little scary for younger kids. I mean, it wasn't really designed to be watched by toddlers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like the Charlie Brown Christmas, you might think, okay, that's an animated show. It's good for preschool. The message of Charlie Brown Christmas, no preschooler is going to get. It is really written for young elementary school age children. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that one, the claymation one, that concept I think your preschoolers can get. Your three-year-olds, your two-year-olds, they're not even going to get that. So I don't see the point in from an educational point of view in showing any of the Christmas movies really to children who are younger than four. I just, it, they're not going to get anything out of it except yes. for the the, you know, dumbing down effect of staring at a screen and having, being able to turn your brain and,
0: off. And again, that comes with, again, Christmas songs and Christmas carols. And I I know that there are some that are classics. And then I know that there are some that we always change the words. And again, just because you've always done it, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a learning opportunity. And again, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is one of those songs that I know that elementary school kids really like to change. And so as a result, I've seen... Um, childcare centers um, bring them into their schools and try to teach them to their four-year-olds. And again, there's a lot of things in some of those songs that really don't need to be taught to a four-year-old. I mean, if their big sister wants to teach them, that's between the mom and the parent but you're the educator and this is your opportunity to well, teach them a the, christmas tree if you want to
1: and and the same thing with that whole we're talking about being culturally diverse and and teaching around the world if they're like well i've taught two christmas songs so now i need to teach some hanukkah songs and they google hanukkah songs and they get that anet Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. <laughs> Don't be teaching the kids the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song. <laughs> yes,
0: I realize that Adam Sandler is Jewish and that Adam Sandler has every right to produce this song. This comes back to what are you teaching those kids? What are they getting out of it? Um, there's nothing in Adam Sandler's world that anybody in your program needs to be watching. So during uh,
1: during school hours, yeah. your teachers can watch him. Yes. You know, he could be <laughs> hilarious, but it is not early childhood friendly. No. Is what we're (laughs)
0: And even other shows that, again, people like the like Elf is another one of those. I mean, some of the things that I've seen people watch, um, even with their school agers, I'm going, yeah, there's nothing about Elf that your school-agers need to be watching that are in your program. You can do
1: the original Miracle on 34th Street with your schoolers if you want. I'm fine with that.
0: There you go. (laughs) So, all right. So, anyway, um, as you can tell, this is a topic that Carrie and I can sit here and and chat about all day long. Carrie, do you have anything else you want to end with?
1: Make sure that you're using this time, which is so easy to look at what's happening all around the world with celebrations and actually look at other places and not just other, you know, Europe. Look at Africa. Look at Jamaica. Look at China. Look in India. What is happening with celebrations all around the world?
0: And even just the North America. I mean, even if you just started something as 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 close to you as home as North America, because... Canada and Mexico definitely do it differently than we do. And even different places in the United States do it differently.
1: And different parts of Canada. Because, you know, you got the French parts of Canada and then you've got like Nova Scotia. Yep. (laughs) And they're they're doing things a little differently. And and Vancouver
0: does it just like Seattle. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) So it's just the northern part of Seattle. So anyway, on that note, we are so glad that you guys joined
1: us today on Colorful Clipboard. Join us next time, or how about even better, share this with anybody you think needs it, your teachers or other directors. The end. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards.
0: Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director where we continue to have seminars, licensing
1: programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.